illegal participation on the defense. 15-yard penalty from the previous spot remains first down. This had better be a big play after all of that. Second down at eight, four and a half to go in the half, six nothing Beavers. Jonathan from the right hash from the zone 25, goes back to throw, and throws the out, and it's caught, and it's going to be a big play! Chad Johnson down the left sideline, nobody will catch Chad, and it's a touchdown 75 yards for the Beavers! This is the moment, and right here we'll tell perhaps all about that. Third and one and a half from the right hash. Simon's in the handoff, can't cut to the left, first down and more, 30, 25, 20, Simonton on his way, 10, into the end zone, touchdown Beavers, and the streak is going to end here tonight. The snap on target to Nick. he gets a much better punt away here, Sammy Strotter back to his 30 yard line, starts up the middle, gets to the 40, he's got a seam, 45 midfield, 45, 40, he's got a chance to go, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. Welcome to Illegal Participation, the official podcast of Heiner Tailgate. Recording this while firmly ensconced at the Heiner Tailgate headquarters, I'm your host, head chef, planner, and chief bottle washer, Bill Heine Heinrich. Joining me, as always, from the Heiner Tailgater Northern Command Outpost, the lead driver and director of thermodynamic liquid immersion, my host and brother, the Beach. How in the heck are you doing, Beach? Billy, I'm freaking tired. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm not, probably not as tired as you because I got probably a little more sleep, but my voice is hammered. Yeah, I'm, I, my voice has recovered a little bit today, but I think it's a little scratchier than normal. Yeah. But you, you're, yeah, we, you know, I don't scream at the games near as much as I used to, but I think when I do scream, it's much more impactful. Yeah, probably. But, yeah. And I, I'd like to think that my, my screaming this week actually did change the outcome of the, well, Maybe not the outcome of the game, but I think I improved outcome the outcome. Of the yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll wouldn't talk, you agree? We'll talk to that when we get there. But yeah, might have had, might have worked, might have worked. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, where, where do we start off this week? Billy? Well, the what purpose of illegal participation is for us to spread our insight, experiences, and passion for the Oregon State Beavers and others, and just generally talk Beaver sports, football, tailgating, and have some fun every week. Um, I want to remind everyone you can listen to us on your iPhone or Android device on the Stitcher Radio app or listen and subscribe to us on iTunes. If you want to get in touch with us, HeinrichTailgator at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter. I'm at HeinrichTailgator and also check out HeinrichTailgator on Facebook. All right, Beach, first up, we've got a little bit of listener feedback. Okay. Yeah. Listener Dano sent us an email. Love Dano. And the first at least thing. He's not, like, he's not like Kyle at all. No, no. I hate, I hate you, Kyle. He's not like Kyle at all. Um, so uh, Dano, in his uh, email, the title of it was a forward, order confirmation, Bohemian Rhapsody, Friday 11 to 7.20 p.m., Lakeline. So I take that that Dano already has his tickets to go see the new Freddie Mercury biopic, Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, looks like opening weekend. Sweet. Yeah. So I'm actually looking forward to that movie. Are you? 
Yes, me too. Me too. Yeah, yeah me too. I'm, I've got I've got plans to go see that uh, one with Lady Gaga tomorrow. I actually want to see that one too. I've heard good things about it. You know, she, it, it's I, I didn't even know that was her when I first saw the trailer. I had I, no idea. It was I her. like Bradley Cooper, and I think she's amazingly talented. Yeah, you, you know, Bradley Cooper. You know, when I first saw him uh, in The Hangover, it was the first movie I ever saw him in. Oh, he's and he, before that he was on um, Alias. Oh, really? Yes. But, you know, after seeing him in, what was the, uh, was it American Sniper? Is mm-hmm. that the one movie he was in? Yep. And then the other one with Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, uh, he was in a couple with her. Yeah. Uh, the the one where he had the, like, the breakdown or whatever. Um, uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. So, anyway, and then the fact that he does the voice of Rocket Raccoon from uh, from mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. The man's pretty darn talented. I mean, and he really embraces the characters. I mean, when he did American Sniper, mm-hmm. um, that was impressive as hell to me mm-hmm. as far as how he uh, – and this one looks very similar in terms of him uh, engaging a, a completely different character. Well, and I believe he directed it too, didn't he? I think so. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. And, you know, right now too for next year, 2019, um, a – they're making a Elton John biopic called Rocket Man. Not about the Kim Jong Un. No, no, about Elton okay. John. I think that I think that one will be good too. I like Elton John. And I wonder be, who's going to who's going to star in that one. Um, I'm not sure. I I, I, I can't remember. But um, I, yeah, I think I've, I've, be I've never been a big Elton John fan, but um, yeah, it might be worth seeing. I, I, I like a lot of his stuff. Anyways, let's get on with. Uh, Dano's email here. He goes, <laughs> we get sidetracked squirrel. What the hell much, was that? Pretty much. So, uh, well, I was, I was pretty disappointed. My, my friend Dunny, she sent me over a picture that said Maria Menounos is getting either married or remarried to her ex-husband. I don't know what it was, Who is? but you know, Maria Menounos. And for those, most of my friends know that the only reason why I go to the movies is so I can see Maria Menounos in the, in the, uh, you know, 20 minute, you know, pre movie thing. So, Anyway, another one. She's she getting no remarried. Something I can't she quite figure married. it out. They, yeah, but I think maybe she re re uh, confirmed her nuptials. I don't know because I think she did it on a, a stunt or something when they got married the first time. Um, but anyway, either oh, way, it says she, she, Maria Menounos she shares breathtaking photos of her big Greek wedding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I guess I, maybe yeah. maybe they've just been together for a while. Yeah, well, I heard they got like married as a stunt or something, like a New Year's Eve, like something, and maybe they're, you know, it was just oh, a quickie. There you go. She initially wed last year in a surprise wedding during Fox's New Year's Eve broadcast. There you go. So anyway, any way you look at it, she will no longer be the future Mrs. Brian Heinrich, and I'm a little disappointed. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's all right. I'll get over it. All right. Well, it's going to take with... some time. <laughs> cool with the squirrels. So Dano writes, can't wait to sit down to eat and have the waiter ask me what are you, what would you like to eat tonight because there's only one acceptable answer gimme 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 fried chicken <laughs> of course you know what that's from right you're gonna have to help me Billy the queen song oh is that the one we just talked about yeah I think so okay yeah yes Sorry, I'm I'm like stoned through half of these things. I can't remember what the hell I did. I can't remember what the hell I ate for dinner last night. So now Dano continues did a quick search for some updates on General Booty. Remember that was a kid playing 
high school ball down in Texas, General Booty. Oh, yeah, yeah, General Booty. Good but, old General Booty. Yeah, but uh, Dano says, nothing too remarkable to report. Not sure if he has the chops to make it to USC like his uncle John David Booty, but time will tell. Hope you all are well and enjoy the Cougar Gold this weekend. And I have to say, we did enjoy the Cougar Gold. We'll get back into that a little bit. And then he sent us another email to just forget, to just add, says, and since it's Texas OU week, I forgot to add the obligatory OU sucks at the end of the email. So obviously Dano is not a uh, uh, Oklahoma fan. Mm. So I guess since relocating to Texas, he's become a, a Longhorn. So. Wow. All right, and we will uh, we have a little bit of uh, um, Oklahoma news later in the show. Ooh, I can only guess what that will mean. There you go. All right, Beach, you ready to talk a little bit of Pac-12 news, Beaver Sports News? Oh, you know, Billy, other than the game we watched, I didn't watch crap other than I saw the updates on a couple scores. So do right. tell. What do we got? Well, let's start out with some women's volleyball. I love women's volleyball, Billy. What is it? Just mental vision here. Give me a moment. Okay, I'm ready. The Oregon State volleyball team fell to number 12 USC Thursday night at the Galen, at the Galen Center in Los Angeles. Now, the Beavs, who've been dealing with a slew of injuries as of late to 2017 starters Haley Bennett and Corey Cheshire, lost by scores of 25-20, 25-18, and 25-21. Damn it. Then on Saturday night, the Oregon State Volleyball team fell to number U, uh, number 17 UCLA. California was not good to us. Nope. So the Beavs are 10-8 and overall, 0-6 in the Pac-12, and they remain on the road this week when they travel to Utah on Thursday and play at Colorado on Sunday. We desperately need a Pac-12 win. They need. Remember what we said? Got to go. Got to go 500. 50. Yep. Go 50-50 in the Pac-12 if you want to make that tournament. So they got to. They got to get on the right end of those scores and quick. Maybe it's because we're not there supporting them. Maybe we need to go there and we need to yell and scream. Do they yell and scream in volleyball? I think a little bit, but should. I don't know when the hell you and I are going to find time to do this. That's true. Yeah. All right. Next up, Beach is women's soccer. Love women's soccer. Women in shorts running up and down a field. Give me a moment. Okay, let's go. Allison Batuso and Sydney Studer each recorded their first goals of the 28th season to help propel Oregon State women's soccer to a 2-1 to win over Cal on Thursday night at Paul Lorenz Field. Now, this marked the Beavs' first Pac-12 win of the season. Now, they play on real grass there, correct? Correct. Okay. Is that pretty common? I don't know. But it is right there. Um, you know, because we've been hit by the sprinklers when they've turned them on. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm surprised that they haven't turned it over to artificial grass. You'd think it'd just be easier. Yeah, but you know, with the amount of sliding in soccer, mm, true. It might, it might be easier on the old body if it's grass. Yeah, true that. Yeah. Well, then we have a conversation I brought up like a couple, like a year or so ago, regarding artificial turf and and uh, some type of what was it. Uh, it was can't limp starts starts with an L, but they they thought there's a correlation between like the rubberized stuff that they use in the artificial grass mm-hmm. and and people getting cuts and stuff and having that stuff getting there. Yeah, their, uh, it could be. Yeah. So anyway, sorry again, squirrels. What? Well, uh, then the bees took on number one Stanford uh, on Sunday. Tell me they won. Well, they held them scoreless in the second half. How bad was the first half? 
Three to nothing. Damn it. So the Beavs fell three to nothing. Uh, the Beavs are two and eleven overall, one and four in the Pac-12, and they will hit the road to take on Utah this next Saturday, the thirteenth, at twelve o'clock in Salt Lake City. God, I hope we can beat up some Utes. Hope so. All right, Beach on to men's soccer. I don't need a moment on this one, Billy. Not the at or- all. The or- Not a moment at all. The Oregon State men's soccer team created a number of scoring chances, but a 60th-minute goal lifted San Diego State to a one-win Thursday afternoon in San Diego. Then on Sunday afternoon in L.A., the Beaver men fell to UCLA one to nothing. You know, it seems to me like the only thing that I have to be happy for right now is baseball. Like, well, how, how about how about that baseball team, Billy? How about that baseball team? Women's basketball has been good, too. Okay, okay. So the Beavs are now 5-4-2 and two overall, 1-2-0 and oh in the Pac-12, and they return home Thursday for a matchup with Stanford. All righty. Okay. All right, Beach, and then for listener Greg, we have a women's swimming update. How are the, how are the how are the uh, lady are actually how are the lady beavers doing? The beavers fell to the Sun Devils by a final score of one fifty three to ninety six in their home opener at Osborne Aquatic Center. Junior Felicia Anderson paced the beavers, taking second place in the hundred backstroke and two hundred backstroke. She was also the third leg of the beavers' first place two hundred freestyle relay and the first leg of the second place. 400-meter relay team. Mm. Oregon State is back in action with the alumni meet on Saturday, October 20th at Langton Hall in Corvallis. What's an alumni meet? Just a bunch of old swimmers getting together and going first one? Yeah, I think the old I think old uh, um, alumni come in and, and go against the uh, the uh, current beefs. Really? I think so. Wow. Wonder how they do. I, you know, Greg, give us an update when that comes around. Just curious on how it goes. I think it's cool that they're doing it at Langton Hall. Where's Langton Hall? I've never heard of that. Um, it's across the street from the um, MU. There's a pool. Okay. In there. There's a pool. In oh there. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember somebody telling me that. Maybe it was you. A long time ago, back when I went to Oregon State for yeah. that brief period of time. Yep. We call those the dark, the dark times. Yep. Um, um what were we gonna say? Oh, so the Osborne Aquatic Center, that was the one down the street from your old house, correct? Yeah, that's the uh, Corvallis oh. Pool. Okay, and, and all Oregon State meets are, for the most part, held there? I guess so. I don't know. It was surprised me when I read that. I always thought they'd be held at Dixon Recreation Center, but maybe um, Osborne's the only place set up to host uh, meets like that. That's some other information we should get from listener Greg. Yeah. Because I know they have, you know, they have stands there so you can watch and that kind of stuff. So. All right, Beads, let's finish off with a little women's basketball news. But, the, and how, how are Scott Ruick and the ladies doing? Well, they haven't started yet. They've been practicing. But the Oregon State women's basketball team will play 17 televised games this season, including a Civil War matchup on ESPN's Big Monday. It was announced on Thursday. The Beavs' first TV game will be on Pac-12 Network's matchup versus LaSalle on December 1st. And they'll also mm-hmm. be featured on Pac-12 December 20th against Duke. Duke, 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 Duke of Earl. Duke. So that should be pretty cool. Duke. Yeah. So 17 women's basketball games on TV. So. But, we're, but that means we're still like, a, what, two months away? Uh, no, they'll be starting here. 
Oh, about a month, I think, is their first. Uh, they've got like a, a preseason, preseason game. Yeah. I think that's uh, about okay. a month. Okay. So. All righty. Hey, Billy. Yeah, Beach. Do you hear that? Oh, I, I, I do. Hold, hold on here. Oh, I don't need to tear it. It, it ran out of paper. Hold, hold on. <laughs> I hate it when that happens. Hey, Billy. Yeah, Beach. This just in. U of O athletic department ends check writing and switches to debit card. After continued appeals from its bank, Wells Fargo, the University of Oregon has decided to begin using debit cards for its payments. Wells Fargo's request is largely due to the excessive number of payments the athletic department makes throughout the year and to the sheer variety of its recipients. This will also help Wells Fargo in providing the NCAA records as has been requested numerous times over the past several years. Really? Interesting. That is interesting. I wonder who so, those payments are going to. I don't know. Maybe indirectly to some other people that they didn't intend them to go to. Possibly. Possibly. <laughs> I think they're... You know, I mean... So this whole basketball recruit payment thing... It, was, is this a segue? Well, I mean, kind of. We're already talking about it, so... But... I, I, I think somebody's in deep crap. I mean, I don't know how you can walk away from this this issue without somebody know. getting punished. I mean, you know, it always surprised me how I felt Oregon's basketball team just all of a sudden went from zero to hero really quickly. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, they started getting these top-tier recruits. And you're scratching your head going, when did they become a player? I mean, you understand the legacy, you know, once you know, once you have have established good coaching, good support, all that kind of stuff, and you start creating a name for yourself, how it can kind of be self fulfilling. But I never understood how they got to where they were. It seemed like overnight all of a sudden they were getting into the sweet sixteen. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you felt that way, but it just seemed odd. And now it seems like maybe the reason why they were getting those top tier recruits wasn't necessarily due to the uh, the beautiful leather couches and chairs that are put in the athletic offices uh, out out in the. Uh, I I just well, have... do, do, do the basketball guys playing this? Are they also out in the Casanova area, or do they get? Uh, are they somewhere else? What Is Casanova play? just football? Yeah. yeah, is Casanova just for football? Um, I think that might be where all of the athletics are headquartered. Okay. Um, yeah, that, that would make it easy. So that way they can, uh, they can kind of centralize their focus on, uh, on, uh, check cutting. It's easier to bounce a checkbook when the ledger's all in one, when the ledger's in one spot. Trying to see what the Casanova Center is. Or did they put it in the Matthew Knight Arena since that sucker's a monster? Uh, you wouldn't think they, after paying all that money for the Matthew Knight Arena, you wouldn't think they'd have any money left to pay for players. You know, no doubt. Houses the Athletic Department State of the Art Medical Treatment Center and the future Marcus Mariota Sports Performance Complex. Opened in 1991. Expanded locker room for the football team. Weight room accommodations for all sports. 
Level 4 contains offices for all the departments, coaches, administrators, conference rooms, audio, visual studios, and exhibits. So, yeah, that's it's got all of their uh, athletic department offices in it. Okay, okay. But that's still quite a ways away from the basketball uh yeah, from the Matthew Knight Arena, isn't it? I mean, that's, well, so that's Matthew Knight's Matthew Knight Arena is yeah on the other side of the river. Do they do they have practicing facilities there for basketball, um, or do they actually practice in the Matthew Knight Arena? Like, do, do, does I mean does Oregon State practice? Forgive me, I'm, no, I'm Oregon 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 State a um, number of a few years ago opened up the uh, basketball practice facility. Well, it's, that's it's right next door, right? It, it's kind of it's kind of not quite attached. Yeah, it's like, it sits between the for, between Gill Coliseum and the, the foot, football, yeah, practice. football practice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so yeah. there's a couple of gyms there, um, but so the uh, you're basically gonna have the men's team practicing or the women's team practicing. I think um, wrestling can also use it, I believe, and possibly mm-hmm. volleyball maybe. But they they don't actually practice inside Gill most of the time. Correct. Okay. So probably same is true holds probably same holds true for Oregon. I don't imagine so. Probably cost them too much just to heat that freaking Matthew Knight Arena just for practicing. Man. Anyways, yeah. So we'll see it's what comes. A monster over. compared to the pit. Yeah, I, I we'll we'll see what happens with Oregon in this this whole uh, court case. I mean, they got mentioned in it, but I have a feeling they're going to slime their way out of it. They tend to so. do that. They tend to do that. Now, now, how many teams have been mentioned? Do you know? Oh hell, there's. Well, a let, why, 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 why don't we tell? Because maybe our audience hasn't heard what's going on. So why don't we get the? You want to give them a ba- basic synopsis? Okay, so right. it's centering on. The FBI was actually investigating a different thing, and they came across, I think, through wiretapping. Um. They're wiretapping Nike and Adidas. No, no, no. They're. I think they were looking for something else, and they f- came across this other um, situation that was going on with athletic shoe apparel companies and basketball programs, basically paying for recruits. Mm-hmm. Um. So. So, like, Oregon wasn't paying for the recruits, but Nike was paying for recruits. We'll kind of figure it out how it goes. But a lot of them stand around um, a recruit a couple years ago um, named Brian Bowen. Um, He actually ended up signing with Louisville. But the programs that have been uh, uh, named have been Arizona, Oklahoma State, Texas, Creighton, and Oregon's name has also come come up, but mm-hmm. I just have a feeling they will kind of slime their way out of it. We'll see how this goes. Probably, was that was that wrong? Was that wrong? Yeah, that seems more like we we we, we just misunderstood the rules. Mm-hmm. No doubt. All right, Beach. Uh, let's go under further review for week number six in the Pac-12. After further review, the runner did. Cross the line. Touchdown. Okay. All right. So heading into last week, here were the standings. Kyle, I hate you, Kyle. Kyle was in third at 28 out of 45. You were in second at 29 out of 45. And I was leading at 30 out of 45. We had five games. We had five games this week. 
All of them on Saturday. Okay. What were you going to say? Oh, I was going to say we're still a score's pretty tight, kind of like a German hooker. There you go. So Good and tight? Yeah, good and tight. There you go. <laughs> so, Beach, first up last week was Arizona State at Colorado. Oh, hold on. I got I to gotta get my thingy open here. Uh, we all took uh, Colorado on this one. And that was a good call. Colorado wide receiver LaVisca Chenault Jr., the nation's leading receiver, scored four times, twice on receptions, twice on runs, as the Buffaloes beat Arizona State 28-21. Now the, That's pretty impressive because I can barely ever score once. <laughs> the Buffs stymied ASU's ground game in the second half and produced a goal line stand after a 70-yard pass play to the Colorado 3. Really? Yeah. Did you watch that? I was at the, I was with you all day, Beach. Oh, well, I thought maybe you caught up the highlights or something. No, I, I mean I did. I watched some highlights, but I, I love a goal light and stand. Those mm-hmm. are always I, again always love the one in Cal. My favorite. Never, never, ever forget that. Mm-hmm. Okay, go on. Sorry. Well, the Buffs overcame the ejection of star linebacker Nate Landman in the second quarter and stifled Arizona State running back Eno Benjamin in the second half. When the Sun Devils were stopped on their final five drives, punting four times and turning it over on downs once. Wow. Yeah. Colorado that got, got that strong of a defense? Well, Where's... they looked pretty good against Arizona State last week. Heading into last week's game, I mean, they were undefeated, but their opponents were a combined 1-16. and 16. Mm. So, you know... Kind of, find, kind of find a bunch of bitch boys. You just don't know what you got. Exactly. Exactly. So we all got the point on that one. Next up, Beach, Washington at UCLA. And we despise Chip Kelly with our inner core. And yeah. so we all picked Washington on this one. How'd the Huskies do? Correct, Beach. Washington quarterback Jake Browning threw for 265 yards in a TD. And he also ran for 49 yards in a score to lead the 10th ranked Huskies to a 31-24 victory over UCLA on Saturday. Now, Browning, who was one yard off his rushing best of 50 against Montana in 2017, said none of the runs were designed plays. Even though though there was immediate talk about next week's game at number 18, Oregon, Browning was happy that the Huskies were able to get their first win over the Bruins at the Rose Bowl since 1995. Wow. That surprised me. They haven't been able to beat UCLA at the Rose Bowl since 1995. That's what is 23 that? 20 years. years? 23 years. Jeez, I mean, Christmas. Yeah. I, and the Huskies have had some good. Uh, yeah. Maybe, maybe those good teams have always played at home. I don't know. That's just surprising. They haven't been able to knock one out down there. I'm surprised me too. I mean, the Beavs haven't beat USC at USC since what, like 1960, whatever it is. Yeah, I thought it was 71 or something. No, but yeah, it's 60-something. Is it? Yeah. So. Hmm. But anyways. So, uh, now, Browning was the only Huskies player to have success on the ground. Miles Gaskin rushed for 116 yards and two TDs. Now, for UCLA, freshman quarterback Dorian Thompson-Robinson was 27-38 for 272 yards with two touchdowns and an interception. Running back Josh Kelly finished with 116 yards on 27 carries and a TD, becoming the first Bruins running back to have two straight 100-yard gains since Paul Perkins in 2015. Mm. I found that a little odd, too. 
Because the- but still, how, but how many how many wins does Chip Kelly have this so far this year, Billy? That would be none, Beach. So well deserved. So well deserved. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. All right. So we all got the win there. Now's when things start to get dicey, Beach. First up, I was getting a little. I, I was. I didn't think we we hit a. I didn't think we did a, a perfect game. So first up, Beach. Our perfect week. Yeah, Cal at Arizona. Well, it looks like according to my notes here, you and I both picked Cal, and Kyle picked Arizona. Correct. Who's the winner on this one? Well, the Wildcats took advantage of four turnovers in the second half, all by Cal quarterback Brandon McElwain, turning two of them into touchdowns, and the Wildcats handed California its 14th consecutive Pac-12 road loss with a 24-17 victory over the Bears on Saturday night. Now down 14-10, Arizona took the lead late in the third quarter with a strange combination interception return, fumble return. Do tell. So first off, Colin uh, Scholler picked off McElwain's pass and returned it 39 yards. But as Mm -hmm. he was running, he had the ball knocked loose by Cal's Jeremiah Hawkins. The ball bounced once, and the Wildcats' Azizi Hearn grabbed it in stride and raced 34 yards to the end zone for the score to make it 17-14. Wow. Yeah, it was weird. So the dude's running with it. A guy punches it out. It bounces once, bounces straight up, and the guy catches it in stride and ran in for a touchdown. So, wow. Yeah, it was odd. So it looks like Kyle got the score there. Two games left, Beach. First up, Utah at Stanford. Oh, we all picked it. We, we, I, I heard the, the winner on this one and we stepped in and we all picked Stanford. Correct. Jalen Johnson. Thought. Yeah. Jalen Johnson returned an interception 100 yards for a touchdown and Zach Moss ran for two scores, leading Utah to a 40 to 21 victory over number 14 Stanford on Saturday. Now Moss ran for 160 yards in the Utes, intercepted KJ Costello on back-to-back first half drives in the red zone to snap an 11-game home winning streak for the Cardinal. Now, Johnson picked off the pass at the goal line and raced down the sideline for the third 100-yard interception return in school history, and the first since Harold Lusk did it in 1994 against Colorado State. Mm. So, you don't see 100-yard interception returns for touchdowns often. So. Now, in Not that game, very often. Yep, and in that game, Beach, Bryce Love, uh, the running back for Stanford, did not mm-hmm. play. How come? Uh, he's been having ankle troubles all year. Wow, and that, that probably up. cost him, and that probably cost him the cost him the loss there, huh? Possibly. I mean, he hasn't been having the greatest season anyway when he's been playing, but uh, it sure didn't help. Mm-hmm. All right, so none of us got the win there. And last but not least, Beach, Washington State at Oregon State. We all picked the beeves, Bill. We all go in. With the best of intentions, best All of All day, air day. Washington State quarterback Gardner Minshew threw 430 yards and five TDs as Washington State scored 28 straight second-half points to beat Oregon State 56-37 on Saturday night. Now, Oregon State running back Jamar Jefferson rushed for 139 yards and four TDs for the Beavs. Mm-hmm. Washington State stormed out to a 14-0 lead in part, or in less than two minutes, and thanks in part to a blocked punt that was recovered for a touchdown. But Oregon State tied things up before the end of the first quarter, scoring its second touchdown after a muffed punt by the Cougars. The, and, and and let's go into deep te- detail about that muffed punt. 
Well, let's, let's finish it here. The Cougs led 28-24 at the break, but trailed 30-28 to after Oregon State scored first in the second half. Washington State then responded with two touchdowns and led 42-30 early in the fourth quarter. But the Beavs appeared poised to respond, but then Washington State defense forced a fumble from Jefferson that was recovered in the end zone. The Cougs pounced on that opportunity on an 80-yard drive that was capped by a 27-yard touchdown pass to Tay Martin with nine minutes remaining. The Beavs then broke out numerous trick plays all game, including an unsuccessful onside kick that resembled um, a soccer cross pass. And, Beach, the kickoff returner, uh, camouflaging himself in the end zone by laying face down and getting a mm-hmm, lateral awesome. the ball and going for 55 yards. Mm-hmm. And then, Beach, like you said, um, the quick kick from the running back on the muffed punt. So the Beavs lined up like they were going to go for it on fourth down. Then uh, Blount uh, dropped back uh, about seven, eight yards, was snapped the ball, and did a little quick kick with it, like a little pooch punt. And um, the Washington State defensive back tried to drop back to catch the catch the field the punt, um, but it was too out in front of him, and he fumbled it, and the Beavs recovered it and ended up taking it in and scoring later. I think he fumbled it because somebody in the stands yelled really loud, though, and broke his confidence. That is right. You yelled drop That's it. That's my take. You did yell drop it. Yep. I did. Yeah. Yelled it loud. That's why I'm still struggling with my voice today. Yeah. And and they and they did. It wasn't uh, – it, it didn't end up uh, being executed well, but they also did that Statue of Liberty play, which yeah. I always think is just fun to watch. Yeah. Um, the, the, there's so much activity going on with that one. It just – yeah. It's always a fun one to watch, especially when it's executed perfectly. But yeah, no, unfortunately, they, they, they were pulling all the stops last night, which I like. The, you know, I, every team I has those be, kind of plays in their in their playbook. They rarely pull them out, and they hardly ever touch them. Yeah, and and I think Jonathan really wanted. I mean, you know, like well, you don't want to waste the play. Well, you know, it's wasted if it's never used. Correct. Um, that laying down on the ground. I could, when I saw him laying down, I'm like going. As soon as they Did were getting ready, himself? as soon as they were getting ready to kick off, I saw him laying down back there. Mm-hmm. I was like, "The guy's laying down." And then when the ball was kicked, yeah. and he didn't jump up, and I'm like, "They're gonna throw it back to him." And sure enough, they did. And it was a great return. There was some. There was a couple great plays. Oh, that, it did. It was there, yeah, there was a couple great plays that got called back on um, on uh, penalties last night. Yeah, Jefferson. Yeah, had a that, great that's what run pissed me off. And, there was. Yeah. I mean. And I got fed up with that one drive where we went back. How many yards did we lose? About fifty. Oh yeah, it was fourth and fifty. In penalties. At one point, yeah. Yeah, and that I I just got to the point. I'm like, you know, why don't you just take it all the way back to the end zone? Because actually, I saw that last year where I want to say Louisiana Tech had like a third or fourth and ninety-seven. Wow. Yeah. Did, did they pull it off? No. It was ridiculous. But anyways. Yeah, Beach. I mean, I I hate to say that I'm encouraged after a loss, but damn it, they played pretty damn well. They it are. was a freaking fun game to watch. Yeah. I I thoroughly enjoyed the first three quarters, and even the fourth quarter had its moments. Yeah. But it was fun. We were in it. We let it. We we were. You know, we were down by fourteen early on. Yeah. Two and, and a half minutes in. You know, with. Yeah, with as rough, I mean, and and honestly, at two and a half minutes in, when they scored the second touchdown, I'm thinking, crap, this is going to be a long ass game. Yeah. And here, here brought Kelly and my friend Kelly and Paige in, 
uh, for the game. And I'm thinking, God, I just want them to have a good game to watch, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And, and after the, the two scores, you're thinking, well, this, this thing's going to get out of control. And, and this team, even though we seem to drop points like a, a son of a gun, they, they never give up. They keep going after it. And, uh, I I'm with you. I, I, I'm encouraged every time I watch them. Yeah. I felt like, I think it was last week. We, I felt we regressed a little bit, um, but, uh, I thought this that, week they played a lot better. I, you know, I thought, uh, oh, absolutely. I, thought I saw a better defensive line play. I saw the defensive mm-hmm. line running some tackling stunts. improved, tackling improved a little, tackling improved a little bit. Yep. Yep. There was some uh, better they still tackling. have a long way to go, but I agree. Yeah. So, there, there, but anyways, there was, it was I good. Think the fourth quarter is when they couldn't seem to tackle for crap. Yeah. It was good but, to see uh, uh, our Tavis Pierce come back, mm-hmm. get some playing time in. So, and it sounds, oh, is, is, is Blount got hurt at the end. Is he okay? Or do we they, have they haven't really said yet. Um, thank God the Beavs have next week off, but it sounds like Luton should be back by the time they play again. Okay. So that's good. It might be needed. Tell you what, that Blount's yeah. a pretty tough SOB because he took uh, some shots out there. He took some shots. So, But no, like yeah. I said, I'm, I'm encouraged. They're not that far away. No, no. And Wazoo's a good team. Yeah. So are they are is Wazoo undefeated so far this year? No, they lost to USC at USC earlier. Okay, so who's still left in the Pac-12 that's undefeated? Well, let me see here. Uh, not, I don't know if is anybody left. Colorado possibly. Okay, I don't so know. in the north, in the north, no, everybody's got at least one loss. Washington okay. is five and one. Stanford four and two. Washington State five and one, Oregon four and one, Cal three and two, Beavs one and five. Um, Stanford, uh, the Huskies are undefeated in the pack. They're three and zero. Oh. Okay. In the South, Colorado, the only undefeated team left is Colorado. They're five and zero. Oh. Okay. And they're leading the and, South. And 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 undefeated teams in the pack. They're and they're two and zero oh in the pack. So, okay, but anybody else down south that's undefeated in the no, pack? No, USC and Arizona are both two and one. Utah's one and two. Arizona State's one and two. UCLA is zero oh and two and zero oh and five overall. So. Okay, so if things were held right now, you're looking at uh, the Huskies in Colorado. That's what it'd be if it happened today. Okay. Okay, okay. But anyways, good game. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I fun. enjoyed it. Even better tailgater. I thought it was a great tailgater. My goodness gracious, we keep getting more and more people show up. I, I, I just, I, I think we were, I, I don't know if you ever do a count. We were doing a quick count, Kelly and I, and we were averaging about 65 people there mm-hmm. at any given time. And then, you know, and, and at that, you've got people walking in and walking out too. Yeah. So I would say we probably had dang near 100 people. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt And uh, Went through a bunch yeah. of steak that went over good. We went through a bunch of mac and cheese. How many pounds? How many how many pounds of steak did you have? I don't know. A lot. A lot. Wow. We went through a lot. Now, um, Beach, I was thinking next time when we do it, maybe I should try making the mac and cheese fresh out there. And and how would what would what would so be the best what I would do is well because part of the thing is when the mac and cheese I, I make the mac and cheese a day before, but it gets cooled and then it gets rebaked. Part of the problem with that is the pasta will absorb a lot of the creaminess. Of the of the mm-hmm. cheese of the cheese sauce I make and put on it, so if I okay. were to make it up fresh, add it, 
bake it for 30 minutes and set it out there, it would still be super creamy. Gotcha. Gotcha. And I think I could do it. It mm-hmm. would take a little okay. work, but I think it's doable. Okay. So, and it would bake quicker too because it wouldn't be so cold. You know, you, yeah. wouldn't, you wouldn't be baking it from a cold stand. Anyways, but anyways, yeah. no, I, gotcha, gotcha. I thought it was great. I Like I said, it was a great time. Um, our friend uh, Kelly, her daughter Paige, was helping you deep fry stuff. She did great. Yeah, she she got burned on the arm a little bit, but she took one for the team. She was she was uh, she manned up and 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 worked through it. So. She's a tough little squirt. She, oh, she and you know she's a worker. She yeah. has no problem working. Yeah, I like seeing it. I like seeing it. Yeah. So, anyways, it's a good and we, time. And we went through a, we went through a lot of deep fried stuff. We went through a lot of stuff. Period. It was a great one. Yeah. It was a great yeah. one. All right, Beach. So um, let's take a look at the Pac-12 in the polls. First up, the AP poll. Washington is at number seven. Oregon is up to 17 and Colorado enters in at number 19. Now Stanford, Washington, nice. State, Stanford, Washington state and Utah are all in the others receiving votes category in the USA today. Coaches poll Washington's again at seven Oregon at 17 Colorado enters in at 18 and Stanford somehow manages to fall, but just to 24 and Washington state and Utah are in the others receiving votes category. So Cal made an entrance and a quick exit from the polls. Uh, poor Cal. Yep. I was going to say, Oski's probably getting drunk through his eye hole this weekend after that game. Yeah, no doubt. Alrighty, Beach, it is now time for the Tommy Tuberville. What's he think I look like? A jackass? You sure do. Jackass of the Week Award. Every like like to discuss a person in college football who simplifies the truly worst in sportsmanship leadership or just being a fan and beach nobody really did anything of any kind of jackass intent mm-hmm. this week but mm-hmm. there's some reports Wait. that somebody is getting fired and he's one of the all-time great jackasses in my book so we're going to talk about him so so we have we we don't have an intentional jackass we have an unintentional jackass of the week well, we just have a guy who's just always been a jackass, and I don't know if we've ever given okay. him one. So, and it looks like he might have gotten fired. Okay, let's do do tell Billy what do we got going on. Well, and this will make Dano's little Longhorn loving heart happy. Mike Stoops is out as Oklahoma's defensive coordinator on the heels of the Sooners' 48 to 45 loss on Saturday to Texas. Multiple sources confirmed to ESPN on Sunday. Now Stoops the younger brother of former Oklahoma coach Bob Stoops and older brother of Kentucky coach Mark Stoops had served two different stints as the Stooners' defensive coordinator. Now he returned to Oklahoma in 2012 after an eight-year run as Arizona head coach. I was going to say, he's he's the one that has the tirades on the field and screams, oh, yells, and throws crap, right? I used to hate him. He'd be 10 yards yep. out on the field every play. Now, Mike Stoops yep. was also at Oklahoma from 1999 to 2003 as assistant coach and co-defensive coordinator. Now, the 48 points scored by Texas on Saturday were the most ever scored against Oklahoma in the Red River Showdown. The Sooners hadn't given up more than 27 points in the first four games this season, but they allowed 33 in the victory over Baylor two weeks ago and then 48 and 501 total yards in their first loss of the season 
to the Longhorns. Now, after the game, Stoops had taken the blame for the defense's performance, saying, quote, I'm extremely disappointed in my ability to get this team to play at a higher level. It takes everybody pulling the same way. Certainly, I take a lot of that responsibility, that's for sure. And so then, Beach, Sunday, he got canned. Mm. And I hated that guy when he when he was the head coach of, of, of Arizona. He, he never he was, liked him. Oh, dude, he was a massive jackass. I used to yell at him. You could just see him just yelling at his players all the time, screaming, losing yeah. it. He was always 10 yards yeah, out was, on the field. I, yeah, I don't one, know. One thing when you're screwing over a situation where he did go after his players individually. Yeah. Oh, no, he went after him. Called him out in press conferences. It was horrible. And uh, and there was a certain point his last season, I knew he was dead man walking because, one, he kind of changed his temperament a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, two, you can see earlier in the season, his players just quit listening to him. He'd be screaming at them, and they'd just turn around and walk away like, oh, he's screaming again. Really? Oh, yeah, it was brutal. But anyways, I just think he's always been an a-hole. So, uh, Mike Stoops, you get this week's. <laughs> Jackass of the Week Award. I wonder if they have to pay him his uh, rest of his salary for the year. They probably have to. I don't know. But don't you, didn't you say those guys were usually on your well, contract? Well, you're, you're going to have to pay him for the year, but I, for at least the remainder of his contract. So, yeah, he'll still be getting paid. Yeah, but didn't you say that tip, typically support stuff like that are your year contracts? Yeah, well, mostly. But, you know, he's more of an established guy, so he might have a multi-year deal. Okay. Yeah. All right, Beach. It's now time for our musical interlude of the week, and it is your pick, I believe. Yes. Didn't even know it. I had to pick one really quick. Yeah. Um, let's see. Got my little notes here. What? Are you there? I didn't say anything. Okay. Maybe I'm hearing voices. Thought the medication was supposed to get rid of those. I'm um, right behind you. So uh, today, I'm uh, my pick is a song that was written by Freddie Mercury. Um, he actually wrote the song in about five to ten minutes, uh, playing using uh, a guitar. And he doesn't play the guitar very well. He only knows a few chords. And he said the fact that he has very limited ability on the guitar actually makes this song as good as it is, because uh, he didn't try to stretch it at all. He kept <laughs> he kept it between the three or four chords that he knows. Uh, anyway, uh, this song came out in 1979. Uh, one of my favorite parts of it is where he mentioned his own name, where he says, Ready Freddy. Um, mm-hmm. And that song would be a crazy little thing called Love. So if you can, Billy, put that on the vinyl and, and push play. Well, we won't have it on vinyl, but we get the digital uh, recording of it. So here's Crazy Little Thing Called Love by Queen. Like 
rockabilly sound of that beach i i do i do i i just i'm a little disappointed you don't have it on vinyl because it just doesn't have the sound you know like the digital just doesn't have the sound like vinyl does billy mm-hmm. i'm disappointed can we invest in that maybe get vinyl no i think it'd be cool okay you, you can buy all the vinyl I mean, maybe we could get a sponsor for that you know maybe one of our sponsors mm-hmm. yeah there you go <laughs> <laughs> All right, Beach, are you ready to go for the week seven preview of the Pac-12? Yes, week seven. All right, Beach, looks like we have just four games this week. Um, first game okay. is on Friday, October 12th, Arizona at Utah. Holy crap, my pen died. Hold on just one second. I was writing these down. Okay, Arizona at Utah? Correct. Um, God dang. I, you know what? I'm going to take Utah. Okay. Kyle says, the Beavs can't lose this week. Yay! Then he says, Number one crop in Arizona is lettuce. The in Utah it's hay. Hey, Utah wins. Okay. Are I you too, Billy? I too am taking Utah. All right, Beach, the last three games were all on Saturday, October thirteenth. First up, and this is gonna be a good one, Beach. Washington at Oregon. I know this is almost like a, a, a second civil war for Oregon during the year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? I'm taking Washington. Okay. I, I, think, I, I think Odson, I think there's going to be, I think it's going to be like they broke a water main at Odson tomorrow on, on Saturday. Yeah. It's, it's just going to be bad. You know, maybe we should buy stock in Kleenex this weekend. <laughs> Well, Beach, I too am taking Washington. Kyle says, number one crop in Oregon is nursery crops. In Washington, it's apples. Huskies win. How do you like them apples? <laughs> okay, Beach. Next huh. up, UCLA at Cal. Literally, little brother at big brother. Wow. Yeah. Well, um, there's a simple... Uh... Policy I have on this one, Cal. Chip Kelly is going to go winless. 
Okay. I, too, am actually going to take Cal. Kyle says, <laughs> agriculture, California agriculture is dominated by cannabis and dairy products. Chip Kelly is known for cheating and bitch tits. Cal. Good job. Kyle. I don't quite understand Kyle's logic, but I'm, I'm I like his his decision. It it's, makes complete sense. All right, Beach up. The final game of the day: Colorado at USC. This will be for number one in the South at this point. Hmm. You know, um, I'm going to take USC. I don't think Colorado can beat him at home. Okay. Kyle says. Colorado's number one crop outside of cattle and dairy is field corn. USC produced OJ. Colorado wins. Mm. You taking Colorado? Is he taking OJ or OJ Simpson? He's taking. He's taking Colorado. He said they OSU. Say, they say, he said USC produced OJ Simpson. Oh, okay. Because they say you're supposed to drink apple juice because OJ will kill you. <laughs> I'm going to take USC in that. And just part of it is, like I okay. said, Colorado just hasn't played a very tough schedule yet. So, all right, Beach, and I forgot to update after. No, 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 and USC's pretty damn tough at home most of the time. Yeah, and Beach, I forgot well, Especially to... mainly because any kind of fan sport that you have gets stuck, you know, over in the corner behind the band, you know, about 50,000 yards away from the field. I agree. So, Beach, I forgot to update the standings after last week. So, you and Kyle are tied at 31 out of 50, and I'm in the lead still at 32 out of 50. But we are nice and tight. All right. So nice um, tight. we do not have a tailgater to talk about this week. Beeves have That's the week point. off. But we have two weeks to prepare. The Beeves have two weeks to prepare for their game against uh, Cal. Cal. And we have two weeks to prepare for Sausage Fest 2018. Correct. Yeah. Both need the same amount of time, I think. Yeah. Sausages are purchased. And we will talk more about next week's tailgater next week. Yeah. All right. So, Beej, it is now time for Beej's rant of the week. So I was trying to, you know, I'm, I, I, I like I need how you a, said, a, ooh, go like you didn't know it was coming. <laughs> it was funny. So, ooh, you know, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> what, what it's going to be. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Well, you, you know, so I, I feel like I rant a little bit too much about a politic. And so I, I, I was trying to think of something different. And then I was, well, I was at Chipotle. Okay. Uh-oh. And so what? Yeah, so what I want to rant about is Chipotle. There's a lot of things I want to rant about, okay, at Chipotle. So we're just going to walk through the line of Chipotle. Okay. Okay. Okay, so I get – what pisses me off is people don't know what the hell they want. It's not a freaking complicated menu at Chipotle, right? Do you want a bowl? Do you want a salad? Do you want a burrito? Or you want tacos, right? It's not like it's a huge menu. It's yeah. not like it's complex. Exactly. Okay, and the people – and the people sit there, and it's like they don't know what they want. Oh, I don't know. Pick something. 
you know? And I mean, like literally this is me. And, and then don't lean on the goddamn glass. You know, these people have to reach over. They finally got anti finger pointing glass on the newer Chipotle's, but the old ones, they only go up to the top and these jackasses have to reach over and point at the food. Like the guy can't see through the clear plastic glass what you're pointing at. Yeah. Dumb son of a bitch. Keep your dirty freaking fingers off and don't spit past the spit shield. Yeah. You know, I mean, I take literally a foot back from the spit shield mm-hmm. because I know. And then I can point through the through the plexiglass. The guy can see my finger at what I'm pointing at. And I use words in English, which helps him understand what I want. This is me at Chipotle. I'd like two tacos, a little bit of white rice, chicken. Green cheese, sour cream, lettuce, a bag of chips, and a Coke. Thank you. There. Yeah. Done. Right? Yeah. Not, no, I don't want any freaking guacamole. And if I want a guacamole, I would have asked for guacamole. Right? Correct. As simple as that. Damn right. You know? And these jackasses can't figure this crap out. It just pisses me off. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, basic. Okay. One of the greatest things about our country, the greatest thing that almost no other country has, is self-service unlimited beverages, right? Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Yeah. You go to Europe, you get one shot, and their larges are like the size of our mediums, right? Yep. But we here get large larges, and we can keep refilling, mm-hmm. okay? But there's some understanding that people don't have of a soda fountain. Okay, Billy, you walk up to a soda fountain, and you're like, there's a Coke. So you have Coke and Diet Coke and Sprite, and you got your water with your lemonade and all that kind of crap, right? Uh-huh. Okay. And you have, like, a Coke on one side, and then you have another Coke, the same Coke, on the other side of the mm-hmm. machine, right? Far left and far right. Uh-huh. Okay? So the, the, the reasoning behind that, there's logic, is you get your fat ass in the middle of the machine, and you put ice in the cup, and then you shift to the left, or you shift to the right. Mm-hmm. And you fill up your soda so that other person behind you with their fat ass can get in the middle of the machine, get their get their ice. And then they use the other Coke because Coke is still the most is the highest demanded soda that they have that comes out of the machine. Uh-huh. Right. Oh, yeah. So two people, two people can fill at once. But you have that jackass <laughs> who, honest to God, could be our jackass of the week. <laughs> I like truly. dipshit in the in the in the white duck shirt, you know, with with <laughs> a with a, you know. Standing there, standing in the middle of the goddamn machine, blocking it up, and oh. filling it up with Coke, not letting me get my freaking ice, and I get my Coke. Oh, you know what? It's funny that you say that what? because I reach around people and pour stuff all the time. I absolutely do, too. If they're standing there like, pouring one, that- if they're standing there pouring one and I want something different, I just reach around them, get my ice, start pouring, sure. and I get so many dirty looks, but you know what? I don't care don't care have some goddamn common courtesy in this yeah. world anymore uh-huh. the world doesn't resolve all around your ass and some of us have a short time to get lunch we want to get the hell in and the hell out and uh-huh. your fat ass is blocking the goddamn coke oh beach i could i could rant with you on this all day long at suds when i'm working behind the bar and people are sitting there waiting to order and somebody will come up and i'll go what can i get you? and they're like yeah i'm not sure i'll jump to the people behind them okay because i know that guy's ready i'm gonna help them and i've had people say well why'd you skip me well, you're not ready to go. It's pure and simple. Exactly. Or people will say, yeah, can I try this one? Sure. I'll pour them a sample. I'll have the next people behind them. What, you know, what can I get you? And they'll be like, well, I haven't even tried the sample yet. Exactly. So do you think the people behind you want to sit there and wait? 
for you to try no. that sample and swish it around your mouth and make some kind of jackass comment that nobody really cares about, like you actually know something about beer, you know? <laughs> Gee, many Christmas. Or at Woodstocks. Do you know how many people call in? Thanks for calling Woodstocks. Is this going to be pickup or delivery? Um, It's going to be delivery. Okay, what's your phone number? I don't know. What's the phone number here? You hear him talking to the people behind you, and you're like, you know, put the person that lives in the house on the phone. So then you finally get that from them and they go, what's the address? I don't know. Hey, what's the address here? You're like, you dipshit. So then you get through all that and then you're like, what can I get you? I don't know. You hear him yell behind him. What's everybody want? You know, and then you're, then they go, well, how, you know, you get done taking the order. How long is it going to take? About 45 minutes. Well, why is it going to take so long? Well, because I just spent 10 minutes on the phone with you getting your goddamn order, and I'm going to have to deal with all the other dipshits that come in and do the same thing instead of being back there making pies and getting them in the oven. Do you many people, we come in, they come in, and they want to order their order a pizza at the counter, and they'll just sit there, and it's just this, they don't know what the hell they want. It's freaking pizza. It's not that hard, right? No, and then they're no. like, you know, they'll, well, keep, they'll keep coming up to the counter. Can I get a glass of water? Can I get this? Can I get that? Well, how come it took so long for you to make my pizza? Because you kept pulling away. There's only me here. It's the middle of the afternoon. You kept pulling away me from your pizza every two seconds to go get you one other thing, you know. And so it took longer mm-hmm. to get in the oven, you dipshit. <laughs> People are stupid. <laughs> Or we just lost like half of our audience. Now. Well, no, I'm, I'm serious. And it's funny because I'll get people who come up and just give me the, you know, they'll, they'll come up. The ones that get the most bent out of shape when something goes wrong, I guarantee you 90% of them, if I put them behind the counter to work, their heads would explode. Yeah, they could. Absolutely. And, and quite frankly, Beach, dad has been guilty of this. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I remember being in places where he'd be like, oh, I'm like, you know, Dad, you need to shut up. Because I know if you went back there, you couldn't handle it. You know, this is always my take at the drive. So my my oh, so my sense of accomplishment in the morning. So I go to McDonald's every morning during the week, right? Get mm-hmm. my Coke, my sausage muffin, whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, the McDonald's I go to is in Sherwood because it's the second McDonald's I come to, but it's the first McDonald's I come to that's on the right-hand side of the street. Correct. I pass – uh, one, two, three, four, five McDonald's on my way into work, not including all the ones off of I-5. That's uh-huh. on 99 when I go to I-5 and then off I-5. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one more. I'm smiling. Anyway, so I look at there and and you you got a person, a car parked in both drive through slots, right? Because uh-huh. it's a left or a right chooser. And you look and I mean, I don't know what you do. I, and I must, I, I will admit to our audience, I have a few, probably there's probably quite a few ladies that listen to us, but honest to God, if I see a woman in like a foreign car, I won't get behind her. Oh, I I'm just, decided. I just, I hold back my, as long as my, 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 yeah, my, my first view is pickup truck. Yeah. <laughs> Cause you know, he's going to order honestly, this and a cup go, of coffee and go. Exactly. Dude in a pickup truck, dude yeah. in a pickup truck, dude in a van, yep. right? Cause he's going minivan. No. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Minivan, no way in hell. Because there's, prob- there's, the there's the probably minivan. kids in the car and they're not. Yeah. Where it's a dude in a truck or a van. Yeah, he's got to get to work. He's like, I want my sausage muffin, my cup of coffee, and I want to get the hell out of here. Yeah. And then if I, and then after, after the, uh, after the, if there's no pickup, if I got to pick between two cars, mm-hmm. I, I pick the, I pick the domestic. Oh, yeah. Just way. Well, you know, yeah, the, I the, the, the boys, the boys, I, 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 Chevrolet or Ford, I'll pick that. If it's a, like a, 
Kia or a Subaru or something? I'm like, no, not yep. going to happen. So it's funny because the boys and I go through during the week. And as we're pulling mm-hmm. in, I'm figuring out what, what they want because I don't usually get anything. But see, when we get in line, I'll hold back a little bit mm-hmm. if there's no one behind me to see which which one will empty first. Then I'll go in and I'm like, I need I need a sausage and cheese biscuit, large diet Coke, and a large Sprite. It'll be three fifty, and I'll see it at the window. And I, as I see it popping up on the screen, I just leave. <laughs> I know. You know. I never answer either. I start moving forward as soon as they three fifty, and I'll see yeah. it at the screen, and I go boom, 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 or I'll see it at the window, My- and I take off. And it's funny because the boys are like, you know, geez, I'm like, I just want to go. This needs to be. Yeah. It needs to be yeah, efficient. The whole concept is. Yeah, the whole concept is this is fast food. I yeah. want it fast. Yeah. You know, my favorite was when I was uh, uh when I. Uh, dad and I would carpool when I, when I was younger and we'd carpool into work together at DSU mm-hmm. and, uh, we go to the, we, the McDonald's, what we'd refer to as BFE, but it's McDonald's out North Plains. Cause we would take, go out Glencoe road mm-hmm. to hit the sunset. And so we'd go there. Well, we went there every morning. And so it'd come to the point that when we would drive into the drive through, we wouldn't have to say anything. We'd go up and our order would magically appear on the screen uh-huh. and we would just go forward because well, she knew our vehicle. Well, yeah. And, Cause they had uh, cameras in them. Yeah, and th- those were good times. I yeah. missed. I missed that. I haven't. I haven't been able to train the the gals that I have, but I can tell when we have the A team and the B team. Oh, working. totally, totally, totally. Yeah. Totally. Yep. yeah. There's ones so. that are really on it. Boom, 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 boom. So. And, and then the other ones you're like, yeah, I understand why you don't typically work the uh, the five to the five to seven shift. You yeah. you're not you're not you're not there. Yeah. You should be cleaning tables. Yeah. Sorry, BJ, I didn't mean to hijack your rant there a little bit. No, no, no. But hopefully, yeah, hopefully people one. next time they freaking hopefully more audience next time they go to Chipotle, they will understand there are some uh, considerations they need to be prepared when they get to the line, and there are some um, things you need to be cognizant of when you're pouring your soda. Yep. So, and very important for everybody because we all need to get in and get out. Yeah, exactly. So, all right, Beach. Well, uh, that's a good one. I want to thank everyone for listening to show number 113 of illegal participation. Remember, if you want to comment, send a suggestion, or ask a question, HeinrichTailgator gmail.com, at HeinrichTailgator on Twitter, or HeinrichTailgator on Facebook. Remember, listen, subscribe, iTunes, leave a review. Listen to us, iPhone, Android device, Stitcher Radio app. Beach. Billy. We get the week off. We don't have to worry about anything this week. Well, no, well, we get the week off from tailgating, but we're yeah. still going to do a podcast next week. Oh, of course, we? of course, of course, of course. And, uh, uh, and if anyone's in Corvallis, I will be actually working the noon to seven shift in Suds, helping out some of the bartenders. So the Doug game oh. starts at 1230. So if you're in town, come in. I'll have it on. And if, I'm, and if I'm watching the game, don't expect a beer really fast. I'll get it to you between plays. <laughs> Just saying right now. That's what it'll be. Uh, priorities. It's all about priorities. People, right, people ask me, you're working on Saturday? I'm like, no, it's a game day. Oh, okay. Exactly, pretty much. All right, Beach. Well, until next week with show number 114, we'll have a great big Go Beeves.
Okay, and we are recording again. Okay. All right, you ready? Recording. This is like episode like 582 after that many calls. Okay. You know what? Who asked you? I'm going to double okay. check to make sure that the, that, that file is getting populated just to make sure. Yep, it is. Okay. Yeah, we've got three calls on there already. This is our fourth one. Tonight? Maybe. I don't know. I can't tell what the hell's going on here. Mm. Oh, see, it could be because my microphone came out or something. I hate when it comes out. Usually right. when it comes out, I stick it back in as fast as I can. Yep. 